We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded and pay our respects to Elders past, present and Aboriginal Elders emerging. Welcome to the Vale Podcast. Local people, local news, local stories. So apparently that works and I'm really excited about that. I'm really excited about this whole thing, to be honest, given the state of local news. Well, yeah, except that Nordos... Oh, look, you've you've got elbow in the background. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about him. Every press conference that he's had in the last week just appears to be attacking the government. Mm. Really, we don't need to hear from him at all? No, we really don't. Um, and I actually yeah. think ScoMo's doing a great job. In fact, last night we were watching the press conference after maths because both Luke and I needed a break. So, yes, we watched maths and... At one point, there was a question a journalist asked, don't shake your head, a journalist asked, how are you going to communicate all of these messages? And I said, hang on a minute, you're a journo, that's your job. And ScoMo says, well, we've all got a job to do here, you included. And Luke and I both went, yeah, like we were watching the footy. So I think the lack of sport's already starting to... Uh, Well, I think... He has been doing well, I think. Uh, Scobo, I saw, I think it was Monday night. He looked absolutely exhausted. He looked worse so, last night. Yeah, it'd be full on for him. But, you know, at least he's not in Hawaii. Oh, no, the poor bugger hasn't even <laughs> had a chance to have a holiday yet. He's had bushfire. Well, he's had drought first, then he's had bushfires. Now he's got this. Like, you wouldn't want to be the Prime Minister or the leader uh, of any country yeah. at the moment. It's just, that would be just a hell job. And people hate on him, but hating politicians in any free and democratic country is like a national sport. Yes. Also, have you told people what we're doing today? We're not actually in the same room. You can tell them. <laughs> you tell them. Go on, Charlie. Charles. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, just so everyone knows, we are using our social distancing by a long way. Uh, and we're using Zoom, which I think a lot of... Um, well, a lot of uh, businesses would be using at the moment. Yeah, it's actually when I logged in today, they were like, we have experiencing a high volume of video conferencing and there'll be no dial-in services. I was like, wow, okay. Hmm. So Maybe we need to do this at like 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, and, you know, I actually quite, I thought about that and I've said to RDHS because that would be the only time they're available as well and I've said the same thing to Ali Kappa and to Anne Webster's people. If you want yeah. to have a chat and leave it till 10 o'clock at night, great for me because the kids are in bed at the moment. Yeah. I think they're out there eating lunch, but I don't really know. Um, you think? I think. <laughs> I cooked them party pies and sat them down and put some television on. But before when I walked out there, they've been so good, I will admit. We're, so we're officially on lockdown now. And I went out to the bedroom before I was putting some washing on and doing all that kind of stuff that you do when you're home. I've walked into Peyton's bedroom and they're both curled up in his bed and Peyton's pretending to read Parker a book. <laughs> that's not social distancing. I just thought that's really, if that can last, I mean, we're uh, probably won't. No, it won't. Yeah, it I probably won't. It I'll give it three days. I'll give it an hour. We'll see. We did make, we did try to yeah. make a motocross track yesterday. Uh, how'd that go? Um, it's getting there. It needs a bit more work, but I tell you what I do need, a bigger motorbike than a Honda 50. <laughs> I really <laughs> do. like that one a little bit, you reckon? Mm, I think I have. I even went to put some um, air in the tyre. And the yeah. guys were here filling up the diesel tanks. And he goes, oh, I think you've outgrown that one a little bit. And I'm like, yeah, well, <laughs> if you've got a 250 to lend me, that would be amazing. So if anyone does want to 
lend me a bigger bike because I don't know where Quent's gone. He was here. I think he may have gone to better internet. Yeah, because that was, but he was at the Ambo station, yeah? No, he was at home. Um, that's a lovely print you've got behind you, Chalooks. Thanks. I didn't paint it myself. <laughs> I, 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 that was not <laughs> something I was going to accuse you of. Uh, I've got a bone to pick with you. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Whatever. So last week you said oh, here we go. when you went to this, and you knew this was going to happen, when you yeah, went to no. this wedding <laughs> that you went to, and I actually meant to text Don this morning and say, hey, can we call you? Because as soon as the podcast came out last Friday, <clears throat> I get a call from some of your family members who said... Oh, which ones? Because not many were there that know you. Your brother, Don? Yeah, apart from him. But <laughs> well, he was the one that called me and went, um, he oh. absolutely did not keep a metre and a half oh, away from so anybody. We were all sat at the same table. He was like, I didn't even sit there for that long. So I, who I believe now. You yeah. Were. Also, too, I do realise now, because when, when, when we got back in, um, we, there was no, like, when you come back into the airport in Australia, there was kind of nothing. Mm. You know what I mean? Like nothing to say, well, you should be doing this kind of thing. Yeah. They were just like, oh, yeah, yeah go about your, your day. Yeah. Uh, and even when I rang one of the GPs, it was the same thing. It's like, yeah, go around about your day. You should be fine. So now looking back at it, yes, I should have stayed home. Yeah. It's escalated quickly, hasn't it? Yeah. Really quickly. Really? I saw, uh, speaking of escalating quickly, I even saw uh, Brian O'Hare advertising, have you got your wheels? <laughs> 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 Done. I thought, jeez, that's got that bad yet, has it? I saw that yesterday too and I saw your comment and I got a giggle out of it. Uh, I'll tell you something else that made me giggle. Mm. Your game of noughts and crosses with Harley. Yeah, he's shit at it. No, you're cheating. How am I cheating? You're cheating because he's pointing at a square and you're putting it in the wrong one. (laughs) Uh, I feel like I put it in the one. No, I feel like so anyway. you're cheating and I feel like Harley mm. knows that, which is why the long face. Yeah. yeah. You should have seen him after we finished. He just sat there and done nothing pretty much <laughs> over it. That's so. different to your day how? No, well, that's been my days and people are going to realise uh, how boring it is. We're in a really lucky situation at the moment because we're out on the farm. So really yeah, you've got heaps of room. Yeah, heaps of Like I said, we mm. spent yesterday riding the motorbike around a couple of times and trying to construct a motocross track. We've even got moguls, Charlie. Like having him lift your house, like your kind of residence. Kind no, of that's right. I've got a gym at the back. So what we are yes. do, yeah, so we're going to use this Zoom thing so people can join in to do exercise, even if it's just a catch-up. Um, you don't have to, like there'll be the odd class. Natasha Anson is going to take oh, yoga. yoga. Yeah. So rather than, because you see all... <laughs> Finally, I can do yoga. Yeah. Yeah, finally. And you know what? Just turn your thermostat up and it becomes Bikram yoga. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So, because right, everyone's putting out now, oh, train at home, blah, blah, blah. And there is, um, you know, classes that you can do, which are just instructional videos. And that's great. Belgravia have launched the same thing. It's a Les Mills one. So that's terrific. But if you don't feel like doing a class or you just want to have a catch up with people and go on the, Go on a walk on a treadmill like you normally do. Go on a walk outside if you want to, but still walking with friends and chatting and interacting. Mm. Or if you just want to sit there and watch everybody else exercise and have a glass of wine, <laughs> I don't care. Or if you're on the treadmill and you want to have a beer, do that. I don't care, but it's a good pl- It's a good way. 
Like we've got all this technology, so yeah, we may as well use it, hey? What I did look at, uh, speaking of being isolated, uh, what I did look at today is uh, if Lifeline and Beyond Blue and all those type of things are still going. And I thought, you know, how they're, well, they're not, they obviously are not in self-quarantine because they're still at their call centres. Mm. Uh, but, and they are still all going. So if you do feel like you need to talk to someone, there is still people out there. There's, well, that's it. There's still people out there. It's just a different way of getting to them. And you know what? It might actually yeah. be a good thing if you can get to someone now through video conferencing, you don't have to go anywhere and you can get onto someone straight away. That yeah. might not be a bad thing. Yeah, just hopefully there's not a backlog. Yeah. And that's the concern everywhere. And that's why Luke is pushing so hard still with the 42K, regardless or not whether the Melbourne Marathon will go ahead. Um, yeah. That service will probably be more critical than ever. Yeah. And who's to say what's going to happen in eight months' time. Um, but something that did happen yesterday, Charles, is the closure yeah. of newspapers. Yeah. How, how's the Sentinel going? Are they closed? So I spoke to Marion this morning because I was really worried about Marion, about how this would, because she worries about everything anyway. Yeah, everything. So, yeah, I checked in with her this morning and she did say that... She's going to try her hardest. She's going to put herself into lockdown anyway because um, she's not the tender old age of 25 anymore. So she's going to quarantine herself no. um, to a certain extent or she's going to let the, let the girls work from home so that she can still continue to run the website. John can still write his stories and they can print them that way. She's actually looking at an alternative. She does have not They're just looking at an alternative. Yeah at the moment that that might be 100% online it might be a, a different um a different source to print the paper which would be good so um she hasn't called it yeah. one way or another yet but she has oh, um here we go Nordos back oh, yeah because I, I noticed that Serrat Daily they're not doing anything anymore no, well are they but are they going to put out well even their online stuff I'm pretty sure is not happening as much like normally no. I get notifications and I haven't had any this whole week well, they're not going to do any of that at all. The Guardian is the same. Um, yeah. So, um, and I can't believe they're not going to carry on with the online and really push the online subscriptions. And the, I suppose the argument for that is that, you know, there's a lot of elderly people that don't have um, yeah, the they means. Yeah, they won't get on there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's okay. I don't know. I just. Oh, you're back. Yeah. Sorry. Right, you now. Right, the audio is terrible. I'm uh, in the bedroom away from uh, socially distancing from my family. Okay. <laughs> now, do we have to social distance from our family? No. No, no. I don't think so. I was no. like, good luck. It's, um, it's, only, uh, it's only if you're a confirmed case and your family's not, you should be social distancing from them then. Or if you're trying to keep it. Yes. Or if you display symptoms, I suppose, um, it'd be a good idea to um, keep distancing. So yeah. overnight, I've come down with a bit of a sore throat. You might be able to hear my voice is <clears throat> more... Or more manly than usual. <laughs> uh, no, it sounds the same. <laughs> Are you there? <laughs> but I figure that it's a good excuse to go into like lockdown anyway from everybody else. But with a two and a five-year-old and... Um, and a husband, it's hard to social distance from everybody. That's just not going to happen. 
I suppose yeah. it's just the, all the things that you can do, as in, you know, hand washing for everyone, uh, making sure that if you have got a cough to, you know, suppress it or, you know, put it into your um, elbow or into a uh, tissue and, uh, you know, clean surfaces and all that sort of stuff. So it's just the, the normal everyday things that we should be doing if we were ill anyway at home. Yeah, well, and that's it. It's common sense kind of stuff, isn't it? Well, you'd think uh, yeah. it's common sense. But unfortunately, uh, it hasn't been that common these days. Uh, people still uh, heading out uh, and doing stuff when they really don't need to. It should be don't leave your house unless you. it's an absolute must. And that's, it's not I just... I dare say that'll be stage three. Like, we're in stage two now. I dare say when stage three happens... It'll be saying, do not leave your house. And I know you're saying we should be doing it anyway, but uh, but people won't do it. People won't do it until they're told. Well, they should be. I'm telling them now. That's what they should be doing. Do not leave your house unless you have to. If there's no point in spreading the risk when you don't have to. Hmm. So don't leave your house. If you don't have to leave your house. So why isn't Scotty from marketing telling the nation that? He will. He's trying to cover his ass at the moment, I suppose. <laughs> what did uh, you say, think... Charlie? Well, he's still worrying about the economy too, when yeah. you think about it. Yeah, I know. And yeah. the comments that you see at the moment are going, oh, he's so worried about the economy, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, that's his job. Yeah, everyone is. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. my point is if you can work from home, then work from home. If you can't, then, you know, obviously you can go to work. But try and reduce the risk. You know, people are going to cafes and stuff still. Shouldn't happen. No. I know, you know, people want to, oh, but I want to go out and I want to do this. And I said, well, it just simply is not going to happen. Like you will find that these rolling changes, um, just it'll it'll come where it'll be a complete lockdown and um, we might as well start it now. I was just going to say, should we be starting that like as of today? Well, if it was serious, should have started it last week. Yeah, that's that's true. Does this come out, Jade, on um, Friday? No, I'll put it out later today, I think. I've got nothing better to do. Uh, I was going to say, because by Friday, we'll probably be so much different yeah. than what we're going to talk about And that, And that's the thing. And now with the, the lack of newspapers as of um, Friday, when they go into shutdown, um, and let's hope that that's only temporary, we have, this, we have this platform, we may as well use it, and we have the ability to do it um, and maintain uh, distance. So Also, uh, yes, we have this platform, but... Uh, don't take what we say as gospel. Go to the source. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. Like, go to the actual source. Go to the DHS uh, websites. Follow government on Facebook. Because at the end of the day, it's changing all the time. And really, uh, well, I suppose if you got Facebook, that's the best way to do it. Because yeah. any change is going to be coming up straight away. That's right. But the respected people on Facebook don't just you know believe Karen. Yeah, no, no, that's right. Not Karen. Not Karen from down the streets. I'm talking about follow. <laughs> Follow the, the Victorian government, follow the Australian government. They've all got Facebook pages. Uh, the DHS has, that's probably the best one, or DHHS. Yeah. They're the ones you should be doing. The app, the big uh, emergency app, have you got that? Yes, yep. I have, so, and it keeps dinging. Yeah, so they've been sending updates too, Yeah, which is good. And, and it does change, like it's not daily anymore, it's hourly. So um, yeah. things, things are rapidly changing. So um, keep getting the updates uh, and keep, looking for them yeah. with people losing their jobs and businesses going under and my business could be one of those however here's something interesting and this is not covid related but this is um 
this is exciting. So I spoke to functional, uh, Jared from Functional Arts the other day. Are you guys familiar with functional and what they do? Yep. Yep. No. Charlie should be. Quentin obviously is. Um, so they're funded philanthropically and they've been doing a lot of awesome work in Robinvale over the past seven or eight years. The exciting thing is, as far as the podcast goes, so Functional have offered to auspice the podcast if anyone wants to make um, donations as a tax-deductible gift because we don't have oh. um, we don't have that status, but Functional do. So they've offered to do that for us because they believe in what we're doing. Nice. Will they give you a space as well? Not yet. If if we get the um, performing arts centre, then yeah, they will. Mommy. No, oh, hi, buddy. Hi. So yeah, that's um, and they're actually at the moment trying to get off the ground. So they've had this mini series written for a while now, uh, based in Robinvale, using Robinvale um, youth that they have written this thing, and they're like, because social distancing is now a thing, let's make this project something that these kids can shoot on their mobile phones individually and then try and piece it together. Yeah. Doesn't that sound cool? It does sound awesome. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And getting back to the, uh, the exercising thing, there's a number of different people that are now doing it uh, via video. And even, yeah, yeah, well, he's been really? away for three, four, six months. He's given away a, a six-month uh, free of his program. Yeah, but you don't – they're just the, the video ones that you log into any time. It's not actually him – like you yeah. can't talk to him. At no, he says hello, there you go, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, I'm sure <laughs> he does, but you can't talk back to him. And that's wonderful. There's a lot of that going on, but it's the interaction thing that I think is going to be important going into the next couple of weeks, still being able yeah. – like, like we're doing right now, interacting yeah. with people and that kind of stuff. So, um, And you don't even have to exercise. Like I said to Chalutz before, you don't have to exercise – you can just jump on and drink wine and watch everybody else exercise. <laughs> that sounds like me. That yeah. sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, and you'll probably still lose weight. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so what else do you want to talk about, Jade? You, you, you sent me a message this morning. I, I think it's, um, it, it's probably unfortunate for Chalutz because he has just done 14 days of semi-isolation, I would isolation. call it. He. Yeah. Yeah, he this is isolation, but I think he's done. He's maybe not been as um, hardcore as what he should have been. But now he's haven't going. Haven't seen a person into like we're going to probably by the time he comes off. What is it tomorrow? The next day? Yeah, uh, we'll be in lockdown again. I'd say so. So I go back to work Friday when everyone else goes into lockdown. Also, I was talking to someone from uh, work today, and uh, she was saying that um, they've actually been less busy than normal. She she says that uh, she feels like. The people up here are too scared to call them, but now. Yeah, yeah, it's it's happened here as well. I've probably had half the amount of jobs that I would normally have. So when they're not getting in, uh, I want to say the, oh, how can I, the cases that are not really ambulance cases, they're not getting as much of. Uh, yeah, because the frequent flyers are a bit scared of going in the ambulance or to hospital. They don't or want to, to hospital. Yeah. Hospital. Yeah. The, the scare tactics that the Channel 9, Channel 7, Channel 10 medias have uh, done, done well for some things. Yeah, well, I guess. Our protocols now for um, entering houses and stuff, we've, we've gone through a fair bit of change. So, yeah, there's certainly like normal PPE, what we normally wear, like our goggles, gloves and um, 
mask if it's a respiratory job. But then we ask, you know, certain questions about, you know, have you, have you been overseas? It also includes aged care workers or uh, healthcare workers. And if they tick some of those boxes, then we have to get the full um, hazmat suit on and uh, enter with, you know, extreme precaution. So we do the social distancing first or the physical distancing, we now call it, and then ask the questions. Uh, and if the answers uh, tick some boxes, then we have to spend the time to um, don our uh, PPE, the, the full gear, um, go and do the job and then... Yeah, it takes it's a full process to to doff the gear as well to get it all off. Actually, so, uh, before going back to work, I uh, I watched all the videos on on the processes that we need to be doing, uh, yeah. and what they what they're making us doing uh, is going to be horrible if we go to one of those cases. It takes but it's time. for our own yeah, it's for our own safety. Like it's going to take an extra you know, five ten minutes just to get changed. And five ten minutes can be vital when you're trying to save someone's life. Yeah. Especially someone with a respiratory problem. Like if they're calling an ambulance for respiratory issues and it, it does take us, you know, five or ten minutes to get the gear on before we can even get to them. And and also we have restrictions on um, how we can administer oxygen too. So um, it, it, it is hard to, like normally for respiratory conditions, we like to, um, you know, nebulise stuff and give uh, stuff via high flow O2. But uh, because that's a, like an aerosol type agent, um, we we're then increasing the risk of um, spreading the contagion. So uh, we don't do that uh, as much now. We we try and limit the use of oxygen to just nasal prongs and low flu. Wow. Yeah, so it's making a huge difference in how we how we approach how we jobs treat. and how we do. Mm. Yeah, so the job obviously is going to still be the same, but uh, it's just all these extra PPE uh, precautions we're going to have to do and well, keeping ourselves safe, I suppose. Yeah, you know, that we're going out um, uh, to help you guys, but you need to stay home to help us. So that's the main message we're trying to tell, tell people. Stay home. Like, if you don't need to be out of your home, don't go out of your home. Mm. Stay home. If you can avoid it, please do. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing, though. I feel really sorry for um, some of the cafes and stuff in, in Robinvale itself, um, and yeah. they are trying. They really are. Um, to stay open and keep their staff employed and all the rest of it. But there yeah. is going to come a time where they have to go, okay, that's it. We can't do it anymore. Um, yeah. Retailers will as well. And that's that will be no doubt stage three where they start, stop, for want of a better term, stop fuddassing around with who can stay open and who can't and just shut everyone down for two to three weeks. Yeah. I think that will come within, you know, a very short space of time, I would yeah. say, that'll come. Yeah. Well, this ramped up fairly quickly because, uh, well, when they uh, released those, well, precautions on Saturday, we're saying don't go to cafes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, there was no, pretty much the public done exactly the opposite. And that's why we went stage one and stage two so quickly. Yeah. And there's graphs of, um, you know, if 70% of the people follow these um, measures and if 80% of the people follow the measures, the difference between the you know flattening that curve is huge yeah have you seen that that info um the infographic about the one person that gets it and spreads it to three and then it keeps multiplying and then they take one out here because and this person at home and this person video conferencing yeah i'll see if i can find it and post it on the website because it's really helpful um and that was the one i kind of went ah okay so 
So if people think that just because they're one person and that's not going to make a difference, that absolutely can make a difference. And that was the one that kind of went with me. Okay, that's it. I'm pulling the pin. No more massage, no more client meetings. I pulled the pin on uh, council assembly yesterday. Thankfully, the other councillors are in this on the same um, thought pattern as me and just went, you know what, getting together in a room with eight to 10 to 12 people at a time goes against all the advice we're being given now. So we actually had a yeah. meeting with... And is it needed? Yeah, exactly. So we had a meeting yesterday with um, Swan Hill District Health and their CEO, Peter Abrams, to talk about the fever clinic and um, things of that nature. And I've actually sent Bill Moore an invite for this little meeting that we're having, but he might jump on at some point. Okay. Okay. No, no. Have you got a coffee machine at home? uh, How good is it? I uh, rang to Lutz and said, since you're in quarantine in uh, Mildura, can I steal your coffee machine that's in Robindale? So <laughs> it's now sitting on my bench. <laughs> so, nice. And now he's teaching his daughter. He's teaching his daughter to make him coffees. So he's he's saying it's a learning experience. So when yeah. she grows up and gets a job at the at a cafe yeah. or something, yeah, sure. she can be a barista. But that's, I think yeah. he just wants coffees. Yeah, but that's fair enough. <laughs> that's home economics one hundred and one. Homeschooling. Exactly. Life school. Yeah. Life school. Yeah. Well, those poor kids, if they're going to the life life school of Quentin Norton. (laughs) (laughs) Well, could you imagine if they were going to the home school of Chalutz Albanese? Yeah, they'd learn a lot. There'd be some colourful language and some interesting Um, lessons taught, I can imagine. They would. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Did you see the video before about um, with Harley playing Noughts and Crosses? Yeah, that was gorgeous. That was actually quite funny. I normally don't watch uh, Charlie's Snapchats, but that was pretty good. <laughs> but did you notice that Charlie's putting the the noughts in the wrong place? Harley's choosing yeah, yeah. a square and Harley Charlie's was never going to win. You know that. He was no. never going to win. <laughs> well, maybe you should that's let him every now and then. Yeah, but that's why he was holding the camera away from the, where he was putting the noughts and crosses and then he'd only bring it back when yeah so you know he was cheating clearly but obviously the only way only way he can win is to cheat so yeah <laughs> but did you um did you hear anyone about uh talking about the obstetricians in Wiltshire at the moment yeah i've seen the facebook page have you seen that yeah yeah so what's yeah. the go there because ramsey put up a statement a couple of days ago but it's been taken down do you, what's well, the inside information, you guys? Well, I don't know if it's inside. I think everyone kind of knows this. But uh, last year they had, uh, or towards the end of last year, they appointed a new head uh, of obstetrics. obstetrics. Mm. Uh, and she's pretty much uh, changed the way things are running there and has told uh, Kimberly Sleeman and also Wendy Hughes um, uh, that because they're private, they can't go into the public hospital for any procedures. But the problem is, they're probably two of the most experienced that Mildura has at the moment. Um, they have they have got other uh, obstetricians there, but uh, and this is not to say that they're no good or anything, but they're just people that they've got in from overseas trained. I've had two babies under Kimberly Sleeman, and she was really the only like Mildura ONG were the only clinic I looked at, the only one. I didn't even I didn't look outside. I had my babies um, at the Mildura base, and it was fine. Um, but my, because I was an older pregnant lady as well, I was 35 when I was pregnant with Peyton and 38 with Parker. 
So my prenatal care, I didn't even look anywhere else. Kimberly Sleeman was was it. And I had Dr. Nicole. Um, yeah, and she was good. But she yeah, she too. was great, but she's gone, Nicole, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. She was one of my favourites. She was so upbeat and always happy. So Yeah, she was great. She was great. Uh, um, but it looks like Wendy Hughes, uh, Dr. Wendy Hughes, is going to leave because she's just literally not going to have any work because because she can't deliver anywhere. Like people aren't going to it. So, and you can't deliver at the private either because you give you deliver no, at the base. Yeah. So, you, yeah, and that's half the problem. Like the private brought back delivering, but they're just not going to do it. Uh, it might be make a difference, but it won't at the moment. So, what's going to happen to Dr. Sleeman? Uh, well, hopefully she can hold on. And this is why Ali Kappa wrote that letter too, I suppose. Mm. But wouldn't not it only have been. COVID thing. No, and we will talk to Ali. I've been talking with her people this morning um, and talking with Anna Webster's office yesterday. Yeah. So we will get a chance, but there are some fires that need to be put out um, beforehand. Now, I think, Mr. Mayor's here. Are you there, yeah. Bill? Um, it's yeah, also I'm here. Pressure. Oh, yeah. There he is. Yes, we can. Have you learnt a few um, important lessons on technology this week? Well, I certainly have. Um, I bet you have. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. Mm. The world hasn't stopped turning and um, we can keep on, keep keep going with business. Exactly. And we did have a meeting yesterday with um, Peter Abrams, the CEO from Swinnell District Health, and we were just about um, ready to talk to Charlie. So Charlie's on the... um, the Community Consultative Committee with Mildura Base Hospital. Okay, yeah. And we were just about ready to talk to him about the fever clinics that are now up and running in Mildura. Is that right, Charlie? Yeah, so there's two. There's one uh, where the Monash, um, do you know where the Monash training thing is? Yes, yep. So attached to, or almost attached to the base hospital, there's uh, a Monash campus. Uh, so they're having one there. And they're also having one at uh, the Sarasia District Health so, yeah, the big community yeah, house, so the big, yeah. uh, the big white building near... Oh, Down on Deacon Avenue. Building. Near yeah, Red Rooster. Right next, door to, right next door to the ambulance station. Yeah, so, right. Okay. So, so, and the reason why they have opened that is because ED was getting swamped. So, uh, and there was no need for all these people to be in ED. They were just going to be tested. Yeah. Unless they you know. So ED was getting swamped with all these people. So hopefully this, that'll take the pressure off that a bit. Mm. And the threat of contamination, like um, spreading the virus, you don't want the, those sort of people in your hospital. You actually want to no. screen them before before you get there. Yep. And then if they've got symptoms, and then you can bring them in in other ways without without um, uh, infecting anybody else in the process. Um, yeah. So it's, there's uh, there's a fever yeah. clinic. Swanell District Health have got one set up too, haven't they? Yeah, they've got their set up at the Monash uh, training thing as well. Yep. which is just uh, next to the hospital. Uh, I think Horsham has one. It's a drive-through one as well. Um, <laughs> so most most bigger hospitals now are setting up fever clinics external to the hospital so that um, they can get pe- detect people, um, like uh, intervene before they actually get to the hospital mm. and spread anything throughout the hospital, you know, mm. especially not through the ED, emergency department. So I think that uh, seems to be what's happening um, and the sooner the better. And unfortunately, we haven't had any positive tests yet here in Swan Hill. Which is good. Mildura's had one. one in Mildura, yeah, Saturday. Yep. Yep. So did that person have to get hospitalised at all or are they just sent home? Uh, Yeah, they're still in ICU. Yep. Are they? Okay. Yep. It's good, though, that that person hasn't, well, as far as we know, that person hasn't infected two and a half, which is the average, two and a half other people 
Well, actually, they're, they're, I think they're, they're still in ICU, but they're definitely, they'd be still be in isolation. That yeah, so there's someone from overseas, coming from overseas, did they? Uh, not quite sure the person at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what, the, was, what the... I think it was an overseas visitor, and I, I think there's only been maybe, or I can't remember the exact number, but like maybe four cases or something that um, has been a community-based um, infection. So there hasn't been an overseas visitor coming yeah. back in. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So what the base uh, are looking at doing as well is Ward 4, which is normally uh, the rehab uh, unit of Madrid Base, uh, they're looking at shifting all the patients over to the private hospital and oh. Ward 4 becoming an, an isolation unit. I think the government's just changing the laws so that they can, um, under you know these um, legislation changes, actually uh, compulsory you know, tell the private hospitals that we are allowed to use your hospital for these public health matters. So you know, I think the I mean the privates obviously would would want to be involved anyway I would imagine but um, they will maybe have to you know it'll be a legislative requirement that they have to actually um, comply. Yeah, there's had to been a lot of legislative changes in the last couple of weeks, hasn't there? Um, mm-hmm. And I'm anticipating a few more. So the, well, the travel warnings now changed to a ban, so that's a legislative thing so you actually cannot travel overseas now um mm. so it is a ban on international travel instead of just a you know a strongly advised not to travel so um things like that will just continue to roll on to you know the next <laughs> stage and, yeah. and i think that's what people want and correct me if i'm wrong from from you guys point of view um but we were having the conversation last night that because we've not seen this before we're now at a point where we're not qualified to make these decisions on strong advice. We need to be told, yes, you can, no, you can't. And that's what needs to be done. Like, and I think if, if we were told that now, no, you can't go outside your house, we need to be in lockdown, everyone would be happy with that because there'd be less confusion. I just don't think yeah. that most people without some sort of knowledge of how this virus spreads, some sort of healthcare knowledge, or I just don't think a lot of humans are qualified to make those decisions. So we need that whole those bans in place sooner rather than later. Probably, and like Charlie said before, probably a week ago. Yes, well, we're in a, that's the biggest problem with a liberal democracy where, whereby um, we're used to our freedom. Um, mm. And now we, we actually need uh, something, um, actually some firm action to say this is what we have to do. Um, I think the PM's been... Um, very Love it, Grove. Um, has been sort of letting us down slowly. Um, and if you know, we're probably are heading towards a complete lockdown and a travel ban anywhere, mm. um, apart from freight, you know, like food and freight and things like that, that, um, that absolutely have to keep us, uh, you know, to, you know, that we need for survival. So, um, you know, I think we're heading that way. Um, you know, nothing would surprise me now that, you know, if we're, you know, seven days, 14 days, you know, that we will be locked down. Um, mm. possibly, you know, it's a distinct possibility at this point, unless, you know, the number of cases um, being recorded. Uh, turns around pretty quickly. Most people are uh, restricting their movements, from what I can see. Um, so hopefully, it'll all um, people will do that. Um, but we're not. You know, we're we're in the country. We're probably pretty sensible, I think. And people are naturally isolated anyway, in a lot of respect, and are used to isolation and not travelling too far. Mm. <laughs> and, yeah, <laughs> and having their pantry stocked and their freezers stocked. Absolutely, yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we've got a bloody big freezer, and it's full. <laughs> yeah, it is. Hey, did um, 
Premier Andrews, who I'm calling Dan on work experience, did he um, close all the campgrounds today? Yeah, it kind of makes sense, though, because if you're self-isolating, uh, you can't be even us like camping down at Begs because you see how busy Begs gets on, well, around Easter and in between, well, Christmas and Easter. <clears throat> There's yeah. going to be a lot more people there than, you know, to have your social distancing. And, well, you can't because it's just going to be other people there. Yeah, and it does you, turn you won't into have it to a... No, that's right. It does turn into a big social gathering, especially on the sandbar and yeah. At yeah. And they also beds, yeah. they said something today about um, uh, caravans. So they're talking about uh, the great nomads and they're starting to make their migration north. Yes. Uh, and they're talking about them. That's not self isolation. Their migration. Right. They're not birds. Well, you know, <laughs> they do migrate though. They, they do, do. Yeah. In, flocks, in flocks. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've got um, Luke uses grey nomads through Jeremy Boyd for harvest here, and he said last week that he would probably lose half of his workforce. And I went, this could be an opportunity for me to learn to drive one of those machines. Teach me. But he's only lost one <laughs> so far. So yeah. um, they're all thinking now because they they may not be able to cross the border that they're just going to stay. Oh, well, the thing is, you, you can cross the border as long as you self-isolate properly mm, before prior to working. So if they come early and, you know, two weeks early, three weeks early, isolate and then no symptoms and then they're right. They're saying about the whole caravan thing is that's not self-isolating. Because, like, one, where are you going to camp to start this? You're going to be next to people. Yeah, it's a bit of a shame, isn't it? Um, Bill, we were talking earlier about the sudden closure of... Elliot Print Newspapers, The Guardian, The Sunny Daily, Gunnawarra yep. Times. Yep. When you heard about that, what was your reaction? Well, I just was uh, gobsmacked. I, you know, like uh, I've grown up with The Guardian. You know, it's been there forever. And, um, and I guess the other uh, publications are the same. So to, to hear that it was going to shut down, I just, uh, I was just unbelievable. But, of course, when I thought about it, uh, the people who, a lot of the people who advertise in those papers have all been shut down. So why would they... Why would they um, keep advertising? They've got to cut all their costs and cut everything. And so it's the domino effect of um, of, uh, tough times. It's uh, one thing leads to another. Everything's connected. Mm, That's it. I'm just waiting for more clients. Like I've lost four clients, I think, in the last week. Just people, same thing. And it's people just going, we can't afford to be paying you to do it. We'll try and do it. But on the other hand, I've had a lot of people going, God, can you do this? What do we do? Blah, blah, blah. But I'm like me. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can you? I'll handball this on, and I've had to use freelancers to try and keep up in the last couple of weeks. But there will come a time, and I'm prepared for it, where I have to go. I mean, it'll hurt, but it's not. It might be a good excuse to go and find something else to do, perhaps. Yeah. But at the same time, we've got this. We've got this platform. So if we could turn this into a job and be a support at the moment when we haven't got local newspapers, somehow I don't know how yet, but um, it might be the next best thing for the time being. It um, probably for some members of the community it'll probably be pretty normal to go to go straight to the um, the iPad or the phone or whatever. But mm. for a big section of our community, like our older members, um, and the circulation of the Guardian is something like three or four thousand. So that's mm. that's a lot in our municipality of only twenty. Mm. So um, that's their main one of their main sources of local information mm. uh, and regionally too, because you know we have a Bell Reynolds section and there's a Moolamine section, you know, um, China Gibson and. With his with his articles and now and then, yeah. which are very interesting. Um, you know, that's uh, uh, the the regional involvement uh, of, the, of the newspaper is it's very important. So to lose that, um, hopefully only temporarily, um, but 
you know, once things shut down, plumbing hard to get them going again. Yeah, so, that, that's yeah. it. You know, I had a bit of a joke with the CEO today and said, look, how about we head down to the Pioneer Settlement and crank up a, a sheet there once a week and get it out to the community. <laughs> There's a printer down there. Speaking, <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of the Pioneer Settlement, though, that's one of those things that's had to close. Like the council's had to yes. close a lot of buildings and a lot of activities. We've had to close a lot of things, yep. Um, uh, you know, they're all their stadiums, our ovals and uh, leisure centres and art gallery. Um, Library's closed today, isn't it? Library, I think, yeah, the library as well. Um, uh, there's a whole list of things um, that's closed and, um, yeah. Hope you can still get your hair done, though, Bill. The hairdressers are open. <laughs> yes, I'm surprised. Surprised. And farmers and farmers markets, apparently, well, I know the um, states were going to make a decision on that themselves in the coming days, apparently, uh, about, about markets. Um but really? yeah, you, you can't you can't get a massage, but you can get a you can get um, you can get, get a haircut. Yeah, yeah. So that's, farmers yeah. markets would be one of the things that does get mm. shut down because well, I know the one that's just down the road from me here in Mildura. There's a lot of people there. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, that's then that's the whole aim of this uh, this exercise is to stop people gathering together in crowding. Yeah, so, yeah. And I think if um, they ran markets at the moment, that would be an excuse. Like. It would for have, yeah, out. for everyone. Yeah. That would be just cause a yeah. mass gathering. So you'd, you'd think so, but anyway, the states are going to make a call. I think, according to Morrison's um, speech last night, that he was leaving that one, the particular one, in the hands of the states to make a decision what they were going to do about their mar- about markets. The states are following suit anyway. It's not that they're yeah. going out on their own. Like, yeah, exactly. And it's the phone. They have a phone hook up every night, for the sound of it. Pretty much like our, all our CEOs are having a big hookup and um, a phone uh, teleconference every whatever couple of days. Um, so everybody's trying to coordinate everything together in a in a woman in a very uh, non-partisan way. Um, so uh, they're um, I think they're all cooperating together. From what I can gather, just the tone of what they're saying, they're obviously all all trying to work together and get the same message out uh, at different time at uh, at various stages. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I don't think we'll be turning into a dictatorship anytime time soon. Uh, <laughs> no, but on that, the the countries that are under dictatorship seem to yeah. have coped pretty well. Exactly, and that's what I alluded to yeah, before. Well, we're a liberal democracy that values freedom, and uh, in those other countries where they've been able to just like weld the doors shut on the apartment blocks and mm. hand food in through the windows, um, yeah, they've got control of everything. If you went on the streets, you're probably arrested or shot. You know, yeah. that's... That's the rule of the gun. But or if you believe some of the memes from Facebook, eaten by a lion in Russia. (laughs) (laughs) So you know, this is is the great challenge of of, freedom. Um, So uh, yeah, you know, how do you manage it in in this this particular time? Um, I think people just have to realise that we're in a. uh, I know it's you know different, and that we will lose some of our freedom, but that's just what's got to have to happen. But like mm. we just have to accept it yep. and realise that we can't do the things that we used to be able to do for this yep. short period of time. Yeah, and that's short right. period, yeah. we don't know how long that's going to be, but it'll be like, you know, it's going to be at least three weeks. It could be three months, but you have to accept the fact and just you're not going to be able to do your normal things and you're going to have to accept it and stop doing those normal things. Mm. But you know what? I quite enjoy the fact of, that I haven't got anywhere to go or anywhere to be for the first time in my adult life. Like I'm not rushing to get anywhere. How luxurious and indulgent. There's yeah, a true. Like, I have been uh, the leisurely uh, getting out of bed at, you know, nine o'clock every day, not too much. 
Yeah, well, you haven't got two kids. I'm still getting up at half past five. Half past four this morning. (laughs) I I agree with Quentin. The vast majority of the population, I think, are very, very um, attuned to what what Quentin just said. Um, They they understand this is a very serious situation and will accept um, voluntarily. There won't be, yeah. You know, there'll be people who, of course, you know, you've got, you know, there's probably still anti-vaxxers walking around. And, you know, that's the, that's They've been very quiet, though, Bill. <laughs> well, hopefully, when the no, vaccine but... does come out, uh, they're the last to get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or they can just use their oils and essential, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah their rocks or whatever. <laughs> Crystals. It's interesting. Uh, my son yeah. was explaining to me about the R factor of this this um, uh, coronavirus, and I think it's R, an R factor, which is sort of the virulence of it. As far as I can understand, it's a four. Um, you know, chicken pox and a lot of those other ones, they're 18 and 20. That's how bad yeah. they are. So this one's yeah. it's bad, but it's nowhere near as bad as all those other ones we've eradicated uh, throughout history. And also, that RO factor, uh, I went to one one of those, uh, well, a conference with the Alfred Hospital uh, before yeah. I went to India. And yeah. you know you're saying it's four now. Uh, yeah. When I went to it, they were saying it was 1.5. So yeah. just in that small amount of time, like it's a moving yeah. scale. So we still yeah. really haven't got the full figures of how bad it's going to be. So yeah, what's the I, RO scale? Can you explain that? Well, they, it's, yeah, that's how contagious it is. So uh, they explained how they worked it out. It was kind of a bit over my head when they did talk about it. But uh, <laughs> uh, it's pretty much just uh, how, how contagious it is. And with measles, it's obviously a lot more contagious than what this coronavirus is. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So they were talking about a vaccine at the time. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's that's um, that's a measure of it, and how many people it'll kill or maim in the in the process. So, whereas our seasonal influenza was, I think, point two or something, point one or point two. Did they? Yeah, something like that. figure something like that. So, um, you know, being being that sort of in that realm of two to four, it's still pretty deadly. Mm. Um, also, but, too, when we talk about the seasonal flu, uh, vaccines should be available soon. So, it's if, especially if you're elderly or vulnerable or in any of those categories. Go out and get your flu jab. It's not going to be for Corona, but it's for the normal flu. So go out and get it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Bill, I've been asked a few questions regarding council's role in all of this over the last week. One of the questions I was asked was, "Are council going to spray the streets with disinfectant?" Well, that would be an operational issue, um, but I haven't heard it being talked about as yet. And, and an uh, environmental <laughs> issue, I would think. Yes, and uh, look, yeah, that'd be the health authorities would say that. We haven't, we haven't had any cases here yet. It's not Nothing really going to work that well anyway yeah. because it'll last for about 20 minutes and then you have to go over and do it again. That's right. Yeah. 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 No, I, 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 it doesn't make sense. Like Keeping people at home so they're not on the street, then you won't have to bring it. Exactly. Um, I don't think... It, I, I, you know, China, well, there's pictures of China doing it. I don't know what other countries have done it. Um, but China also had a complete lockdown and there was no one on the streets. Like, absolutely. Yeah, mm, absolutely. So. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, I, I can't see, you know, just personally, I can't see that happening here. Also, um, I was looking at uh, the coronavirus and how long it stays on surfaces before it's you won't catch yeah, it. Yeah. So uh, I was interested that plastic is three to four days. Yeah. Really? So, yeah. Yep. So that was pretty interesting. Another one I was asked is, um, are there any extra measures being put into place by council to address the hygiene and information concerns of the population, particularly in Robinvale? Or sort of, it's not even, it's not just us, but 
because it's the middle of harvest and our population is very linguistically diverse, what's being done? I know, that? I know it's being talked about, um, but um, and that's one of our biggest challenges here because we have do have that uh, mobile, diverse uh, population that uh, that isn't uh, speaking uh, English. So it's one of our biggest challenges. Um, I know they're talking about, I don't know what strategy is in place. Earlier on, they had a strategy before uh, mass gatherings were being reduced. Um, they were going through the churches up in Robinvale, trying to get the message out through there because there's a lot of, um, as you know, there's a lot Good of different uh, nationalities up there. Yep. But, of course, now there's no mass gathering. So, you know, whether there's enough got out in those, those early times to, to get a word, the word out. Mm. But, um, but, as I said, transient population, um, how we get there, it's, gonna, it's, it's probably our biggest challenge. It'll be our biggest challenge to get to that, that workforce. And if it gets into that workforce, and, of course, you know, um, crowded living, um, crowded workplaces, um, it's going to be a real challenge. Um, and if they start coming in, you know, as our population study did uh, show, showed up in Robinvale, there's another 4,000 people up there somewhere, uh, four to 5,000 people that we mm. probably, uh, which are not that easy to reach. So uh, but I know every, the health sector is well aware of it and they're trying to address it as best they can. Mm. And um, what role we have there, well, you know, that's, that'll be an operational issue. And um, we're, certainly, we're certainly trying to work something out. It's, well, um, conversations it's, being be a, it's going to be a real challenge. You know, it's probably, you know, just practically thinking about it, you know, something will have to go through contractors and farmers who will have to try and something something along those lines. Um, mm. We'll have to try and get, uh, at least ascertain what language groups we've got to address, um, at least. Did uh, translate that last one that we did, you know, the information that we had on the last podcast, Jack translated that and, and sent that out as well. So there were some in Vietnamese. Yeah. Um, and I think the RDHS has translated in some other languages as well. So... Yeah. Um, there is some information circulating around in other languages. It's just our, about how we can get that out to the people that need to see it. Yes. Well, Olivia's doing, she's recording um, that information that we had on the last podcast. She recorded it for me um, in Mandarin to put out um, as a separate podcast. And and I just put it out with Mandarin headings and everything. So it was blatantly obvious. It's just a matter of letting people know that there is a podcast available for them to listen to in their language. Um, that's that's the issue from our point of view. So um, are our health department doing any more checks? Are they not going into places at the moment? Because we don't, also don't want to put the staff at risk, surely. No, um, I'm not quite clear on who actually enforces these uh, state police, and federal government the rules. The big police have, a, have more yeah. of, a, of yeah. a show on that. Do they? That's, that's, yeah. that's what I was under. I, I'm up. That's what my feeling was. It was the police who had to do uh, enforce all that uh, rather than uh, council health officers. Great. Well, that's good. I actually um, I caught up with Kath Middleton, who's our sergeant here in Robinvale, and she's back on the ground now. She's been away for three months or something doing training, and we're going to actually do a podcast from the police station in the next um, next month, I think, in, with Inspector in Hayes. Because, no, no, not in the cell. I've never seen the inside of a cell, Charlie. That might surprise you, but I haven't. Um, <laughs> that surprised me. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. But he is going to come on the podcast and tell us stories from, he's been on the job for 30 odd years. So it'll be a bit of a true crime podcast. I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> that is right up your alley. Too. It's yeah, so right up my alley. I can't wait. Um, 
I wish there was. So some of the feedback, particularly from husband, darling, um, that I've had is he's so sick of hearing about this coronavirus and the crisis and blah, blah, blah. Talk about something else on the podcast. I'm like, there's nothing else happening. There's no footy. There's nothing. So what else do we talk about? I I can give you some news about the uh, Rumbell branch extension. Go on. That finishes this Friday, hopefully. Um, although throughout this whole uh, corona thing, the builders have been able to continue on and um, they're hope- hoping to hand over the building this Friday. Uh, to one person. To one person, yeah. And then, yeah, we'll hopefully get security um, to uh, sign it off the next week and then furniture that same week hopefully so in you know two or three weeks we'll have a fully functioning new extension so there is a um hopefully uh once all this um so this isolation um sort of dies down so maybe three four months away we will try and have an opening where we can have um you know some people uh come through and have a look and do all that sort of thing and just to show you know the people of uh Robinbar what has been going on and why the disruption at the front of the um, health service. So, um, yeah, it's it's really good for us. It's over doubled our space, so it's fantastic. Yeah, that's brilliant. Congratulations. Maybe even get, also, Jade, uh, you say there's no news, but I uh, think you'll find that Carlton didn't finish on the bottom of the ladder this year. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> I think you'll find that Carlton were used as witches hats in a training drill last Thursday. <laughs> hey, but still, it was only, what, 18, 20 points, whatever it was. So In you know. the end, Andy, I think they put on, um, I think in that last half, Dimmer decided to put on the under-18s to finish out the oh, game. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They thought, oh, well, this could be the last one. We may as well bleed some youngsters and put the under eighteen side in. It's so sad now, though, because that Australian football was getting massively recognised in the States for the first time probably ever because they had nothing and they're looking at us going, well, I know if they're still playing sports, but they had nothing else. So we actually had an international audience for the first time ever and it was getting great feedback and now it's gone. Yeah, I had a, a friend from the UK or well, lives in Wales and because uh, they stopped the uh, EPL, the English Premier League, yeah. uh, she'd been watching um, AFL. Mm. And she was confident on it. And so everyone was watching it. So yeah, there you go. they were, which was awesome. Was mm. Bill, are you self-isolating at the moment? I'm at home. Yes. Yep. Are you staying there for the duration? Uh, no, I've got to go over and check my sheep shortly. <laughs> <laughs> sheep don't count though, do they? Oh, well, there'll be no other humans in the paddock. <laughs> yeah, don't, count them. don't count the sheep or you'll fall asleep. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yes. Well, thank you for taking time out of your day today. We'll we'll wrap it up and hope that it's recorded. What? I got nothing else. To, I got nothing else to do, mate. Like no. <laughs> there's nothing else to go. Well, Charlie, you can you can be like the if there are any other updates. Like like I said, like this is the this is the form of communication at the moment. And I did say on Facebook yesterday that um, if need be, we will do updates every day because things are changing all the time. So we can do but updates also, every day. Yeah. Yes, but also remember, if you're going to get updates, go to the, like we were saying before, go to the DHHS websites, the Facebook pages, like the government ones. Yes. Not, yep. as we're saying, like Karen from down the street. Or go to Charlie. The legit places. <laughs> Charlie, yeah, Harley, like, that's right. Retriever. Like, it's, it's easier to get it from the source. 
Like it's yeah. the, they're out there. You, you can't say the government's not trying. They are trying yes. to get the message out there. So, and they're on every platform. So yeah. get stuff directly off there and try to avoid. I'm going to say your channel nines, your channel sevens, and your channel tens with their scaremongering. Uh, we're on Sky News. Or here. Sky News behind <laughs> you. Yeah, exactly. They're worse. Oh my God, they're so much worse. And Fox News just don't even research. They're just no, telling the exactly. story how they want to tell it. It's bizarre. So people are going to hate this, but go to the ABC. It's your national broadcaster. Yeah. I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah. Cool. It is. Yeah. It's, yeah. And they've got they've got government information on there. Like, yeah. Why not? Why not use them? Yeah, um, and we will put all all the links are up on our website in the blog bits as well. So the DHHS um, pages, all of those, even the international translations. I might see if I can piece together some translated audio from those those sources as well and put them up. Also, remember Lifeline and Beyond Blue, they're still going. So and also remember, there's still 42k gear for sale because we're still trying <laughs> to raise funds for RDHS because that's going to be really needed um, yeah. in 12 and months remember time. That- we're talking about physical distancing, so please stay social with people through these type of mediums. Like ring people up, FaceTime them, do a, you know, you don't have to not be social just because you're locked in your own house. Yeah. So be social, but just be physically distant. Yeah. I feel like my, my phone uh, battery doesn't last until lunchtime. Mm, there's a reason for that. Because <laughs> yeah. you're on it well, all I'm, the time. I've got to be filming myself and Harley playing Norse and Crosses, <laughs> Snapchats galore. <laughs> So, <laughs> Harley's my dog, Bill. Okay. Just in case you're wondering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jake can send you the Jake can send you the clip later. I'm okay. going to put it up. I've downloaded it. I'm going to put it up on the Facebook page, so yeah, everyone knows exactly it. what I'm talking about. And you tell me, Bill. You tell me if you think that Charlie's cheating while trying to play noughts and crosses with Harley. I think he's cheating. <laughs> he's definitely cheating. He is definitely cheating. Yes. All right. We'll leave it there for now and we will catch up with uh, with you lot. Maybe some other politicians. Like I said, I have put a request into Ali Kappa. I have put a request into Ann Webster's people to uh, to come on. So um, thanks for taking time today. Thanks, Bill. You better go and check on your sheep. <laughs> thanks all. See you later. Uh, catch Thanks for listening to The Vale Podcast. Subscribe at thevalepodcast.com.au.